Hello, everyone. My name is Kelly Lynn Lundy, and I'm really happy to be here having this conversation. I feel like life, there's no better way to boil it down for me than fun, but heavy. Yes. Um, hi, I'm Jaleesa Cypress, and um yeah, my pants are unbuttoned. Um, <laughs> I my whole life, yeah, is fun but heavy. I I founded that title because I think that it really describes all of my relationships and the way the kinds of conversations that we're able to have and finding the delicate balance between being spiritual and still being able to have fun and find lightness and and levity in life. Mm. My name is Ani Ferlisi, and Fun But Heavy is one of the best titles I've ever heard because, I mean, my whole life path is dedicated to finding pleasure in transformation, and, you know, it also can can show itself, like, after, like, approximately one drink. I'm like, tell me your deepest, darkest everything. Like, let's get into it. So it's, like, supposed to be a fun situation. It mm. turns really heavy because – I mean, I think that's where the magic is. And I also think that it doesn't have to be so grueling. Like we, it's what unites us all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Let's talk about vulnerability. You know, we were talking about earlier, uh, because I think that that's a good place to start with this podcast, mm. you know? Yeah. So this conversation started because Kelly and I were in the car and we were talking about vulnerability, or maybe we were at the, my dinner table. Who knows? Um, and we were talking about vulnerability, and Kelly was like, "Well, I don't think that. Well, I don't want to pair. I don't want to paraphrase you. you. Paraphrase. Okay. Go for it. Um, Kelly said something along the lines of, uh, "It's if it feels good, then it's usually not as vulnerable as it could be, or." you know, vulnerability isn't supposed to feel good or it doesn't always feel good or something along those lines. And I was so fascinated by that because I think that our culture is definitely like really big fans of like authenticity all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But like, what is the relationship between authenticity and vulnerability? Because it's it can feel fun to, to be authentic and to be like, you know, I really do like to sing and I really do like to talk about, you know, feathers. I don't know. But then when it comes to like, but I'm struggling with, you know, feeling like I belong or I'm struggling with feeling like okay in my body or like personalizing it in a way where um, you're trusting other people to hold you. That's like a different story Mm. because I think for me, what really struck with that is like vulnerability is pushing yourself to the edge where you don't know if someone's going to catch you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think the whole idea of vulnerability is what is considered taboo right now and what can you talk about? Like what 
Because some things are kind of being normalized that were taboo, but then there are parts of ourselves that we still consider too taboo to talk about. Mm -hmm. Like the things that you desire, the things you fantasize about, the things you like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, like your manipulation or like your need for attention or like something like that, that are like actually are like really unite us in our humanity and like everyone experiences it, but like not a lot of people talk about it, but like other conversations have gotten really easy to talk about or Mm. to a certain extent. Um, And so vulnerability for me lies in like, what is taboo and why is it taboo if we all go through it? And can you go and speak to that honestly? Um, It doesn't always have to be on like a social media platform, but even like in relationship and things like that, like it, it doesn't always feel good but it feels relieving at the same time when somebody else says, oh, yeah, me too, you know? Mm. Yeah, and I think what you're saying about, like, what's taboo in society or not, and when I was talking about, like, taking a leap and not knowing if someone's going to be there to catch you, when something is being more talked about in the media, there's more. it's more likely that when you take that leap, there will be something there. There will be some sort of common ground. Whereas when you're being truly vulnerable, it's like you're broaching something that you have no, it's kind of like the fool in in the tarot, right? Like the zero card, like really taking that leap. Um, And then what you said about like someone affirming you, Mm -hmm. like are we always vulnerable to get, to be held. Like, are we always vulnerable because we want someone else to affirm us? Like what happens when we're vulnerable and no one says anything or like when the person can't relate or the person can't hold it, like that's when we regret things. That's when like, Mm -hmm. that's when shame starts to bubble up. Mm -hmm. The shame hangover when you like, I mean, I, I hold circle. And so people will like talk about things that are really taboo. It's always like, let's share basically our deepest truths and our most vulnerable truths in front of a group of strangers. And I find that the more people are not know people, like the more they share. And I always explain like, you might have a shame hangover the next day and that's totally normal. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, once they start talking, it's like word vomit. Like, so that to me means that some part of us wants to be vulnerable and wants to be like, quote unquote, exposed because it feels so isolating to keep it in. And even if no one, because in my circles, nobody does say anything. We don't respond to each other. We Mm -hmm. just cheers each other to our truth. And I don't think there is something that somebody can't relate to. It's just what they refuse to look at in themselves that they can't hold it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know if I fully This brings me back to... um youth group mm. when I was oh my god bring it back Kelly <laughs> um I remember like small group after the service or like church camp and having times where it would always be towards the end where we're like we're talking about ourselves and that was one of the things that looking back I can say church is interesting as an experience to have in your life consistently um there's a lot of things that are like, yeah, but that, that sticks out in my mind of, I learned that concept actually quite young, the way that people, when they were honest, 
and when they shared the kind of thing that like you would be nervous to say, it always, it was like a domino that helped other people share more. And that's such a powerful thing. And I feel like when you, when we don't have people who respond or in a supportive way, that's usually a reflection of them and not us. Mm -hmm. That's like, which is why it's really important. I think to have to surround yourself with people who can, even if they can't relate in any sort of way, they can like sit with you in that moment and hold space for you, holding space for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what we were talking about earlier in terms of like revealing how you feel about someone, like especially romantic feelings, there might be something within that person and their own shame where they might feel the same way or they might identify with you, but they're not ready to come to that point. And so I think in terms of being able to be vulnerable and not know if you're going to be held, like I think about this a lot, like doing something for the sake of yourself rather than for the response that you're going to get. Because even if you're like, hey, I just want to let you know that like, I like you, like even like a very like schoolgirl kind of way, like giggling or whatever, that person might feel the same way, but there might be like some other hangups that they have and they might not be able to meet you there. Mm-hmm. And like, are you going to feel, are, would you have felt shame if that person was, was able to hold you? Do you only feel shame because there isn't camaraderie in it or there wasn't like a shared experience? Like do, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by like, yeah, like what is the, what is the incentive if it doesn't always feel good? And is it, is vulnerability necessary? I think vulnerability is the ticket to freedom. Like I just feel so like, cause at the end of the day, if I tell someone I have feelings for them and they don't have feelings for me back, like it would sting, but I really don't give a shit. Cause then it's just like, you're not my person. And like, that's that, like that vulnerability was me owning my shit. Like I felt good. Like I'm empowered. Like this is like, I don't really give a shit. Like, it's kind of like, queen vibes like I'm like okay like cool then if you are not into it that's totally fine like I know what I'm worth and that's that like vulnerability like when you get something off your chest when you're telling the truth like because vulnerability is truth it's it's never not true because or else we wouldn't fucking say it because why would we say something that's so hard to say if it wasn't true so it's like vulnerability equals truth truth equals freedom And so the more we're aligned with truth and no matter how hard it is to speak that truth, then fucking power just like radiates out of you. Like you're, you're kind of like unfuckwithable after that. Like you just become this like solid force. So for me, vulnerability isn't necessary. It's like having the camaraderie and vulnerability is beautiful. And I think it, it really shows that we're all in this together. Like my favorite quote is from, Grandma Aggie, who's who is um, one of the indigenous grandmothers, and she says, "We're all in this same leaky canoe together. Like we are all in this together, right?" But when you are, when you're not getting that like reciprocated, like, "Oh, I hear you, I got you," and maybe someone like doesn't fucking like it, which might happen. We all here are here to trigger each other into like 
it just happens. It's what happens when you're a human and you have your own experiences and you're interacting with other humans with different experiences. But when you're just in your truth, it's like you're this whole holy being. You're 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 living your life. You're real. You're you're there's nothing to hide. There's no I don't think there's any like genuine shame in your truth. It might be in the reactions as you were saying. You might feel like, "Oh, like that sucks," but at the end of the day, the more you keep speaking your truth, the more aligned your life will be and you'll be surrounded by people who would honor your truth and honor yourself and and yeah. I think vulnerability is freedom. It is total mind-blowingly awesome freedom that puts you in line. I like that Definitely. equation. Yeah. What was it? Ah, oh, geez. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. It truth. was uh, uh, vulnerability, vulnerability equals truth. truth. Truth equals freedom. You could um, quote that and put it on my gravestone. Oh, yeah. Stop. There's going to be so much other good stuff to put on your gravestone. Your gravestone's going to be filled. It's just going to be like all of my failed selfies. Like there will be a book. There will be like a book hanging off the gravestone of like Ani's quotes. <laughs> With like, sparkles. Can we get dumplings? Yeah. First and foremost. But oh yeah, I mean, that's that's where I'm at with vulnerability. I don't feel like like there's, there is this big movement as, as you both kind of talked about, about like authenticity as a, as a branding thing, like a marketing scheme, you know what I mean? Like we're authentic, like, yes, like I love the idea of that. And I'm, and I'm actually for that. I think anything that's a trend is actually like a pretty cool thing. Cause it's cool that it's trendy and then it leaves some sort of permanent mark. So like, whatever, I'm not here to bash trends or anything like that. I'm here to say like, let's take it a step further. And like, you know, if we're talking, if we're preaching authenticity, if that's cool, if that's in, like, let's fucking do it then. Like, let's do it with our whole hearts though. And let's do it in vulnerable, like interactions in romantic partnerships in friendships in group settings. Like, let's not just put it just on social media for stuff that's palatable. Like, let's be fucking real. And let's like get to the fucking root of things. I don't know. Yeah. And I think for me, I actually had a fascinating relationship or like um, experience with vulnerability this week where I was posting on Instagram and um, about like where it's hardest for us to be authentic in our lives. And then I asked people to like comment below and I was like, I put mine like what where it's hardest for me to be authentic in the comments and like no one else commented. And like that, like the and what was so fascinating to me was the vulnerability wasn't that of like, I just put myself out there like with an expectation that people would like join or with an expectation that people would like, um, with like, I guess like more of like a marketing expectation. And so that left me vulnerable because I maybe wasn't being authentic in why I was sharing, even though I thought that I was. And so then I think for me, the vulnerable moment was like, do I take it down? Do I delete my comment? Do I ask my friends to comment so that like, I'm not alone. And it's like, no. And, and I think that that also showed me like, oh, your intentions were actually pure because you're not going to run and go like, take it down just because someone else didn't like chime in and affirm you. Um, but it was, it was a moment of like, oh, okay. Either people aren't ready to talk about this or like, I'm supposed to own this. And like, that's just what it is right now. Um, and so I think that's the fascinating thing about authenticity for marketing is again, what happens when there's a lack of response 
or what happens when it doesn't feel good or it doesn't get you the likes you want or it doesn't get you the response mm-hmm. that you were trying to elicit. And is it true vulnerability if you're trying to elicit a, res- a response? Oh, damn. That's like, that's a tough question. Because I mean, I think every time somebody posts a picture of themselves, it's vulnerable. Because mm. like vulnerability happens every day. It's when we decide to wear something new for the first time or like talk to someone. Like I feel like the most vulnerable years are definitely like the early years when we're like in high school and elementary school because we were finding our footing with it. Like, And it kind of shapes our relationship to vulnerability for the rest of our lives, I think, to some degree because we're forming our relationship to vulnerability from when we're kids on. And kids are kind of really mean sometimes. Like, I'm sure, have you guys had experiences where you've been made fun of or, yeah. like, isolated in school? Yeah. Bullied at all? Have you? I, I'm just thinking of, like, how I formed invulnerability really successfully mm-hmm. as a young person. Like a lack of vulnerability? Of lack, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it does still very much um influence I think I've come a long way though Mm. and Jaleesa and I talk a lot about like within romantic contexts and I'm pretty I've grown to become a pretty direct person and upfront like I'm very like if I like someone I'll tell them Mm -hmm. um and that's become easier and easier and you're right it is like unbelievably powerful it's a glorious skill to learn um but there's still, like, I was at the grocery store today. I spilled salsa in aisle eight. Oh, no. I had, like, a really, like, like 10-yard <gasps> splash. And I immediately was like, oh, it was just this, like, weight that filled my chest cavity. And I went and told a cashier. I was like, I'm so sorry. I spilled salsa. And he's like, it's okay. We got it. And so I kept shopping because I couldn't do anything. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to avoid the guy that I told because no one else will know that it was me. And then I, all the, like all the lines were filled and the, and his was wide open. It was like the universe was giving me this small, <laughs> small chance to be like, face your shame. It's fine. Oh my God. And I did. And I like, I was like, I'm just going to act like nothing. Like he won't even remember my face. And then I was like, I thought about cleaning it up. But I didn't have a napkin or anything. And he's like, it happens all the time. Wait, like, you tried to, like, remedy the situation again when you walked up to him? Well, I was like, I thought about cleaning it up. Mm. And he's like, oh, no, it's cool. And he was really nice. Like, he was someone who was perfect in that moment. Um, mm. But even in that moment, I was, like, I was recognizing that I was profoundly, like, feeling shame. Wow. About salsa. Wow. And, like, that brought me back to, yeah, being a kid, like, it's crazy how this stuff works yeah like I'm an adult human but we're all children in those situations or can be you just got my brain going so hard because like you can be vulnerable with other people right and like that's hard but I think actually the hardest vulnerability is with ourselves like you facing your shame like where like no one's actually looking at you like just in our own minds like facing our own subconscious facing our own like feelings of guilt of shame of like those like really hard things to work through like that is vulnerable 
that is so vulnerable with yourself. Like you are being vulnerable with you in the different parts of your body mind. Like it takes a tremendous amount of courage, bravery, and strength to look at the parts of yourself that feel shame, that feel disgusting, like mm-hmm. that feel like all of those things. It's one thing to tell it to another person, but the I think the initial vulnerability is with yourself. And then extending that to someone else is like the next level. But like mm-hmm. to actually have the the God, like the, the audacity. Power. The yeah, the stuff. audacity. Yeah. The audacity <laughs> to go into your own mind and like actually look at the things you're capable of, like the things that you've done, the things mm. that you didn't do. That is a whole different level of vulnerability that I feel is way harder. That like when you call yourself out, mm-hmm. when you're like, oh fuck, like I am looking at that and that's like, wow, like I didn't expect that for myself or like, you know, and I think our relationship with our own vulnerability translates into the relationship with the vulnerability with others. Mm-hmm. Like how willing you are to yeah. go there. Yeah. Cause we all have it, whether you're the most like lighthearted, happy go lucky person in the whole world or not you we all have these things that we have in the back of our heads about ourselves that aren't you know the best and it's like how that moment when you first really look at it you first have the realization you first you're like the veil is lifted then all of a sudden you're like oh my god and then it starts this whole relationship with you kind of like the relationship you would want with someone if you were vulnerable with them like you would you have like these expectations of like okay then they'll they'll be really kind they'll hold the space but when we're working with ourselves we're usually not at all that yeah you know we're like you're disgusting like you suck you're horrible like yeah 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 and I always have these moments with myself and I'm wearing something where I'm like even when you see someone who's wearing something outrageous, you think about it for two seconds and then you go back to thinking about your goddamn self. Yeah. Like no one is looking at you that intensely. Like wh- even when you tell someone you like someone or when some someone tells you that they like you, how long do you think about that? Like maybe 10 minutes out of a day, if that. Like it's so interesting how self-centered we are sometimes in our vulnerability where we're like, oh my God, this means so much and it's so intense and it's so like crazy and like, I just like don't know how you're going to hold this, but like, let me tell you something. And it's like, it's actually a very minuscule part of other people's capacity is their capacity to, to care like about the things that you feel so shameful about. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think for me, that's really freeing whenever I think about whenever I step outside of this skin suit and I'm like, okay, but when I see a girl wearing a halter top with no bra, first of all, I don't even think about it. I don't think about whether she's wearing a bra or not. And second of all, I'm like, she looks good. Cool. Let's move on. Mm. And so like what you're talking about, like, yeah, I'm the hardest on myself. And then for what? I'm just walking to new seasons to like get a fucking broccoli salad. Like I, it's, it's not like a big deal. And like, you know, anyone who sees me is like lucky, like cool. Yeah. I mean, there's that, but there's also the counter of that is we never know what our story or ourselves unlocks in anyone else. And it's not our mm-hmm. business. Like we never know, like 
this is what I've learned in my circles as well. Like every single one of our stories, our experiences, and even just our presence is like a transmission and a code for people. When they like mm-hmm. look at it, mm-hmm. they're like, like somebody seeing you in your shirt, that could have like that person who may have, may have felt like they weren't like, like, um, confident enough to do that may have saw you do it and then went and tried it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like you might have seen, um, I don't know, you, you telling someone your deepest truth, like your deepest vulnerability, that could be really, really triggering for them. And then they're like, why am I so triggered? And then they go into their own self-realization. So like, we never know what power or not power our stories and our experiences and ourselves just being us, not even paying attention. Like we might've never even seen the person who saw us, but that's kind of like that really far out magic of being a human. You never fucking know. You never know how you impact people. You mm-hmm. never know. You yeah. never know. It's powerful to me. And it matters and it doesn't matter at the same time. Because if it's not you, it'll be someone else. Mm. And we take it very po- personally, but it's not. Our stories are just different versions of the same thing, essentially. Yeah, and that makes me think about whether or not when we're feeling vulnerable, are we tapping into a universal consciousness of this thing being a big deal for humans when we're feeling like scared about saying something? Or is it just what our society says is or isn't okay to talk about? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're scared Mm. to say something, is it because like, is it an instinctual thing in human beings? Because vulnerability as an instinct, like when you're talking about human beings as animals, being vulnerable, being vulnerable means being left out in the cold, means like maybe getting hurt, maybe losing your meal, maybe losing your children, like whatever that might mean when it comes to like our, our animal instincts. And so how have those evolved to like then be scared of like sitting on the same bed as your crush and being like, hi, can I kiss you? Well, it was also associated with like going out to get food. Like mm-hmm. you have to be alone. There's like risk and that also it's off. a necessity yeah it it triggers the deepest part of our brain like our our like primal brain mm-hmm. and that's like affecting belonging like because belonging mm-hmm. not belonging to our primal brain it goes so far back because it meant you wouldn't survive if you didn't belong back yeah. in our caveman days like if you weren't on the woolly mm-hmm. mammoth hunt like you weren't getting any of the woolly mammoth meat and you would starve so like and then taking this throughout history, like mm-hmm. the, like everything from like that to like the witch trials to like all these things where like, it was so life-threatening to be vulnerable in any way, shape or form. You would literally die. Like, so not belonging is really deep in our psyche. So every time like I feel sad, I'm like, oh my God, like, or like something has me worried about that people aren't going to like me or something like that. I really just sit with myself and I'm like, oh, like you're safe. You belong. Like you're Mm -hmm. fine. Like everything. And that's why I'm so passionate about kind of like talking about humanity in this way that is very vulnerable because imagine if you didn't have to deal with that, if we could actually rewrite this in this generation with the rise of social media and like now like this vulnerability and authenticity being like kind of, embraced if we actually took it further because there's like very counter active things happening right now where it's like you know where we're in an all-time thing of like holding people accountable which is super important but sometimes like 
how do I explain this? I think that it is really an interesting time to be vulnerable. And I think that it is where we're headed and there's no other way out. Well, what's fascinating to me in terms of like evolution is that we are as physically protected as we've ever been. Like we, the the type of physical vulnerability that we have to experience on a day-to-day basis is so limited because we have houses and we have cars and we have guns and we have clothes and we have whatever. And so now that the physical vulnerability is taken away, now we're actually able to look mm-hmm. at our emotional vulnerability. And that's the vulnerability that comes to the forefront because before we had to worry about a very specific type of vulnerability that had to do with physical survival. And now it's about emotional survival. Who can emotionally survive in this society? <laughs> Side note, do you know that? Do you know that? No, I don't need to say I don't need to say this. Do you know when dogs like look at you when they poop and they're like shaking? That's because they feel really vulnerable. <laughs> And so they're looking for that like camaraderie in your eyes and it's like the most uncomfortable thing in the world. But I mean, if dogs feel it, you know, everyone feels it. Everyone's vulnerable these days. Everyone's vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerability in general, there's like a push in our society because when we were growing up, like we only saw celebrities on the television. We only saw Mm -hmm. sitcoms. We only saw... We only read books like media was such like there was a barrier. And now the way that media works, there's the veil is lifted. And so everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh, like everyone's sort of caught off guard. And so we're all like, "Okay, cool. I guess like vulnerability is cool because it has to be cool or okay because it's happening for these people who used to be protected. Mm -hmm. And so now everyone has to be sort of involved in that process or gets to be involved in that process. I don't know. Any final thoughts? I think we're at the forefront of a major change and I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Vulnerability. (laughs) It's the answer. Yes, this is true. Well, thanks for hanging out with us on Fun But Heavy. Yeah, this is very fun, but a little bit heavy. heavy. Wow, we just like hard <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. Be vulnerable.